Chapter Twenty One of the Red Cross Girls with Pershing to Victory by Margaret Vandercook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Rainbow Bridge. One afternoon in May, Sonya Clark was entertaining a number of friends among the American officers and soldiers in Koblenz in the garden back of the American Red Cross Hospital during the early spring the red cross girls had devoted many leisure hours to digging and planting flower seed on the level space just behind the old building and overlooking the banks of the rhine this afternoon the spot was gay with spring flowers also there were old rose vines climbing high on the gray stone walls now a delicate green but promising a rich bloom in june these were troubled days in germany the most troubled since the arrival of the american army of occupation a short time before the allied peace terms had been presented to the german delegates in versailles since then all germany had been crying aloud protests against a just retribution germany was in official mourning yet the americans in koblenz soldiers and civilians alike were undisturbed knowing germany would sign the terms when the final moment arrived Today, something of greater importance was taking place among Sonia Clark's and Dr. David Clark's friends. This little reception was their farewell. In a short time, they were returning to New York, taking with them a number of their staff of Red Cross nurses. Several days before, a new unit of Red Cross workers had arrived in Koblenz, relieving former members who desired to return home. The afternoon was a lovely one now and then occasional light clouds showed in the sky but away off on the opposite bank of the rhine there were lines of blue hills then purple fading at last to a dim gray sonya and dr clark were standing among a little group of friends nona davis and mildred thornton were beside them both of the original red cross girls were wearing decorations which they had lately received from the french government and the united states government in recognition of their four years of war nursing among the allied armies of europe they were leaving with sonya and dr clark for the united states and were expecting to be married soon after their arrival Colonel Winfield, who was an old friend, was congratulating them and at the same time lamenting their departure from Koblenz. I wonder if you will tell me just what members of Dr. Clark's staff are going with them, he inquired. I fear I shall feel a stranger and an outsider at the American Red Cross Hospital when so many of you sail for home who were with me in the neighborhood of Chateau Thierry, caring for our wounded American boys may your married life be as happy as you deserve slipping one hand through the elderly colonel's arm nona davis suggested to him and to mildred thornton suppose we take a little walk no one is noticing us with sonya and dr clark the center of attention whatever i may dislike about germany i shall never forget the fascination of many of the views along the rhine during this winter and spring in koblenz as for the members of dr clark's staff who are going home with him there are no nurses who will not remain except a miss thompson bianca zoli mrs clark's ward is leaving with her of course then i suppose you know that the little luxembourg countess charlotta sharon and her governess are to accompany us i believe with the consent of her father as the little group moved away in the direction of the river bank mildred smiled see colonel there are the three girls we have been discussing 
the little countess charlotta and your pet officer major hersey are probably saying farewell further on is theodosia thompson and dr hugh raymond dr raymond is to be in charge of our american red cross hospital in coblenz after dr clark's departure it is a good deal of responsibility for so young a physician but dr clark seems to think he is equal to it and there perched up in the branches of that old tree is bianca zoli how pretty she looks in her delicate blue dress against such a background and who is that romantic young soldier standing beneath her the colonel demanded oh yes i remember now he is the soldier singer who i believe is also going back to the states as i secured an honorable discharge for him a short time ago odd name his for an american what is it carlo navara nona replied and an old friend of ours then they continued on their walk at the same moment theodosia thompson and dr raymond were slipping out of sight of the guests along a little path which ended in a group of shrubs a few yards down the hill i can't see why you wish to renew what we were discussing a few days ago dr raymond thea argued a little plaintively her red hair shining in the warm light her pale cheeks showing two spots of bright color i think i said to you then all i could say i do appreciate the honor of your believing that you care for me although i think you will soon find out your mistake you will see then as plainly as i do now that we are not suited to each other i told you i did not wish to marry anyone i know it seems ridiculous and perhaps wicked to you that i should prefer to learn folk dancing as a profession rather than to continue as a nurse but people cannot always understand each other's dreams and desires and i only undertook the red cross nursing because i wanted to help nurse our soldiers not because i wanted to be a nurse always but ruth carroll believes as you do and never intends giving up her work not unless she marries which i hope she may some day she is so splendid and restful just the kind of girl i should think an ambitious man would care for she would be such a pillar of strength alas that i shall never be to any one not even to myself i am afraid thea ended then she put out her hand don't let us argue on this lovely day dr raymond just shake hands with me and let us wish each other good luck under the circumstances since there was nothing else to do and also because he was partly convinced of the truth of thea's speech dr raymond agreed with her request a few moments later climbing up the hill they rejoined the other guests from the ground smiling up at her in a teasing fashion usual in their relation to each other carlo at the same time was saying to bianca zoli sure you are not especially glad to be going home bianca chiefly because i am so soon to follow you i've an idea you would be very unhappy if we were parting for any length of time nicht war bianca shook her head smiling and at the same time frowning under those circumstances i should simply have tried to bear my departure bravely carlo as one who has been through a good many experiences as a red cross girl in time of war but don't speak german even in fun some day i may learn to dislike the language less but not at present moreover i do not look forward to seeing a great deal of mr carlo navara even if we are both again to be in the united states you will be very busy with your career and will probably soon be a more famous person than you were before you entered the united states army while i well i shall work hard in my way although i shall continue to remain an obscure person 
I don't know, Bianca. Suppose someday you condescended to marry me. Wouldn't you like to share my fame? Bianca shook her head. I think not, Carlo. Besides, you must not say things of that kind to me. You know Sonya would be angry. Carlo looked a little annoyed, then laughed. Since her illness, it seemed to him that Bianca had changed in some subtle fashion. One was no longer so sure of getting the best of her in an argument. Besides, after all, would it be so unpleasant to share one's future with Bianca? She looked oddly pretty and ethereal high up in the branches of the tree where he had lifted her a few moments before. But at this moment there could be no further discussion between them, a message arriving from Sonia saying that she wished Bianca to come and assist her in pouring tea. After he helped her down to the ground, Carlo made Bianca pause for a moment while he pointed across the river. See that curious effect, Bianca. There is a rainbow over the Rhine. It comes sometimes in the late afternoon light, even when there has been no storm. Let us hope the world will find peace at the end of the rainbow, and more especially Germany. I won't come with you now, as I hate having to serve tea. Ask some of your soldier friends who are cleverer at it than I. I want to watch the sunset on the Rhine. And Carlo and Bianca parted for a short time, yet thereafter many experiences and a number of years were to roll between them before Carlo and Bianca at last found happiness in each other. At the same time, Major Hersey and Charlotta were observing the curious effect of light over the river. They had gone together to the edge of one of the cliffs and were gazing across at the great fortress of Ehrenbreitstein, from whose tower the stars and stripes were floating. To them, the rainbow seemed to dip down into the depth of this ancient fortress and lose itself in the shadows. Whenever I am homesick to return to my own country, Countess Charlotta, I simply stare across at the flag on that old German fortress and think what it represents, Major Hersey declared. Then I am content to remain in Germany for as long as I am needed. A little thing, isn't it, to give a few months or a few years or whatever length of time may be necessary to teach Germany her lesson, when so many other men have given their lives that our flag be the flag of victory and a just peace. The young girl's face softened. I think you are a good soldier, Major Hersey. There is something I want to confide to you. I did write my father as you suggested and told him I would come home if he wished, only he must allow me to keep my freedom. His answer was what I expected. He does not desire to see me at present and says I am free to travel in the United States if I like. Only, he adds, that when I have seen more of the world, perhaps I shall be more content to do my duty to my father. Not very clear, but I think I understand. My father really wishes to become reconciled with me, only not to seem to give in too readily. So I shall return home in a few months, perhaps. Then, if you are still in Koblenz and I write you, won't you come to Luxembourg? We have been such good friends, and I hate saying goodbye forever to people I like. Major Jimmy Hersey shook his head. His brown eyes were steady, and although the old boyish color had diffused his face, there was the firm line about his mouth and chin which his soldiers knew and respected. No, Countess Charlotta, I shall not come to see you in Luxembourg or elsewhere, and this must be our goodbye. I have no idea of leaving the United States Army so long as I am allowed to remain in it. This means I will have nothing to offer you in the future save what I have now. I believe you understand. 
the countess charlotta nodded yes i understand good-bye yet nevertheless i shall look forward to our meeting again end of chapter twenty one recording by debbie r baker robinson end of the red cross girls with pershing to victory by margaret vandercook